You're listening to DraftKings Network. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugatz. Mikey A has never loved football more than he does right now. Ever. Yes. Never. Yes. He is never. He is. You're, you're glowing. You are beaming right now. This today's, is the Aaron Rodgers glow. Today's the day, guys. It's draft day. Yeah, it is. Uh, I know. Well, day, listen, today is the day, but yesterday really was the day. Okay. Did I mean, Aaron say anything in the press conference that like you guys are like, wow, I'm in? He showed up. Oh, he, he was there in Jets uniform, in Jets here, and he said, "I'm a member of the New York Jets." That's that's all we needed. You know, Billy, I got to give him credit because he uh, he said he saw the Super Bowl three trophy in the trophy case on the way in. He said it looked very lonely. Uh, he did not oh, take God. Joe Namath's number. <laughs> he didn't take Namath's number. He took number eight, I believe. And uh, I, he he looked. It it felt like he was happy to be there. He embraced Woody Johnson. Uh, he was super excited to see uh, Robert Sala, uh, and he was excited to uh, to be a New York Jet. I think he was most excited uh, to realize that he no longer lives in Green Bay. Welcome to lovely East Rutherford. Yeah, I was going to say, is it that much nicer? Like, <laughs> Listen, let him figure it out on his own. What are you doing, Mikey? Eh? I don't like Who? number eight. I got to be honest. No, I, he should have taken 12. He should have taken 12. I don't like number eight at all. Really? I don't know that that's going to, I mean, he did it. Why did he do it? Because it was his college number. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. He said when they, when Joe Namath said you can have unretire 12 and have it, he said he didn't even consider it. Wouldn't even think about it. He should have done it. Yeah. I'm with you. I, Ooh, ooh, number Mm -hmm. eight, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I'm worried. Are you saying number eight, Aaron Rodgers is a different kind of Aaron Rodgers? Not nearly as good. Hopefully it's a better one. Well, it's, it's Mike, probably, you don't like the fact that he's likely at 39 years old, I would say. Well, you never know, Billy. I mean, uh, you don't like the fact that uh, that he showed respect to the Jets organization by not taking name its number. Listen, when you're offered a gift in someone's house, you should take it. Yeah. Right. Uh, who Who's number eight? Who's the most famous number eight Jet quarterback? Was it Browning Nagel? <laughs> A jet quarterback, yeah, probably. Uh, by the way, I found it interesting that he really said, like, I don't know if you guys caught this, but the reason I'm here is Nathaniel Hackett. Like, he essentially said that during his press conference, which is, that's why the Jets hired him. <laughs> Hackett has done his job by being Aaron Rodgers' friend. He has done his job. <laughs> uh, so it is exciting. Mikey, for the first time, I don't care who the Jets draft. <laughs> is this going to be the thing this year? Like, no matter what we're talking about, we're just going to start talking about Aaron Rodgers. and the Jets. Yep. It's draft day, and it's like, ah, Aaron Rodgers. It's like, eh. Aaron got enough attention he, in the offseason. He was kind of introduced, you know, yesterday. So yeah, I mean, but I mean, enough of him. He's got enough attention. All right. So you're excited for the draft tonight, Billy. It's Mel's day. It is uh, Todd McShay's day. And Todd McShay is going to join us here coming up uh, in a few minutes. But you're excited for the draft tonight, Billy. I am, I am too. Yeah. But now I'm going down the rabbit hole, and I wish I had Greeny's book to see who the best number eight of all time was. Troy Aikman. In the book? No, I'm just... Uh, Yogi Berra, probably, right? Uh, Berra better than Aikman, I think. Well, football and baseball. 
Yeah. Now I'm looking it up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, we have a lot going on this episode. Yeah, looking at Yeah. Yeah, we do. I'll tell people you look up number eight. So we're going to talk to Todd McShane. Sorry about that, Billy. I like the draft because it gets us all excited and we make new friends every year. Last year, we spoke to Chris Olave and uh, we were such good friends with all the people that we made that I forgot everybody else that we had on this show besides <laughs> Chris Olave. We had Jordan we Davis. Had, we had Kevin Thibodeau. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bibbs. Yeah, the butcher. We're going to talk to Jackson Smith and Jigba. We're going to talk to Christian Gonzalez, Zay Flowers, and Jordan Addison. Those are the four guys we're going to talk to. Uh, Jordan Addison at USC, Zay Flowers at a Boston College, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State, and uh, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, plus Todd McShay is going to give us a good amount of time here right before the draft. So I am excited for the draft. Uh, Mikey, the Jets are going to take whoever the f*** Aaron Rodgers tells them to take, right? And I'm good with that? Sure. Okay. Uh, Billy, what are you hoping for with the Dolphins, huh? Anything? They don't, they don't have a pick in the first round. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to Todd McShay. <laughs> a lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. You know another thing that hasn't changed? Is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Ah, I don't remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck, me, my dad, Pappy, it's my granddad, I used to call him, fishing at the pond. I remember dad and Pappy going back and forth saying, what is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. What's up, guys? Hey, what's up, man? How you been? I've been good, man. I'm ready for this thing to start. Yeah? Yeah. Are you more excited for the draft to start or the draft to end? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm, I'm ready for it to start. I, I'd be lying. Like, yeah, there's going to be a relief in like the sixth round when you're on like the seventh compensatory pick and you're a pick like 200 and you're like, oh my, we've got 60 more picks to go. And you're hungry and it's either cold or hot. It's never like 65 and sunny <laughs> on day three. It's either freezing in Chicago, freezing in Cleveland, or it's 105 degrees in Arizona and you can't even touch the, the table because your hand burns. So it's one of the two. I, I think it's going to be raining and a little chilly here on, on, on Saturday in Kansas City. But yeah, towards the end, I'm like, all right, let's go. But, but right now, I'm just excited to actually see where guys go and be able to talk about it versus all the projections. So when you're in it, like you're watching, when we're watching at home, right? You see the clock and a lot of the picks, it feels like it's endless in between picks. You're watching the clock and you're like, man, this is taking forever. When you're in it, I would imagine that's flying. Yeah, it is. It is. And some, you know, we get backed up too. You know, picks will be in and they're trying to pace it out for basically for the, the television and for the viewer to, to be able to experience each pick, learn about the player, learn about how he fits. Then like, let's start talking about the next pick and what the team needs. So there's a lot to fit in. You know, we've got all these highlight reels, all these graphics, all these stories to tell, all the quote-unquote vignettes that we have basically diving into the player's history and background. So 
you don't you, yeah it, it feels like it's flying but uh and then you you kind of look up and you're at pick 28 it's like wow you know we're, we're three and a half four hours in and it, it doesn't feel like it's it's going that slow when you're when you're on the desk and it's just flying you know you got to remember too we've got producers in our ears and all these elements and commercial breaks and and, and just i the hosts for this like greeny on espn reese davis on, on abc with our coverage the next two nights i don't know how they do it i truly like you're just like playing traffic cop, you know, the pilot. Or, it, it's amazing. Like all the things that are in their ear. I can't focus. I always tell our, our producers, I like, get out of my ear. I'm, I'm just not smart <laughs> enough. to listen. I can't hear the five, four, three, and, and still focus on a thought. I'm just not smart. I'm just not that like, I wasn't built that way. Right. Those guys, they can have five voices in their ear and are still making this poignant point or telling a funny joke going to commercial. I, I don't know how it's, it's a different breed, man. Yeah, they're pros. That's how they it are. Is. Yeah, <laughs> something we'll never know about you guys. Something me and you are not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am comfortable saying that. Same here. I mean, <laughs> Stay in our lane. You saying it about me? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Mikey. <laughs> uh, you you said that you can't wait for this one to start, and this one kind of feels different. Maybe not since the the Luke Jokel year, where I feel like so much is sort of not known you know usually we're like yeah we're pretty sure this is going to happen here and we're pretty sure this is going to happen here but this one feels like it's completely wide open do you get that yes and honestly i've said in years past like this this is you know the hardest mock draft i've ever had to put together and all that like i feel ashamed looking back on those years compared to what i'm dealing with tonight like (laughs) i've got tv from four to five local so five to six eastern come back to the hotel and I've looked like I've got stacks of paper, right? All of these notes I've taken, like scribbling from talking to GMs the last seven days. It's like the more people I talk to, the more confusing the picture gets. And normally I, I it's like, all right, A or B at number two. Like I know pick one, A or B at number two. And and then I like I feel good about the first five picks. I'm definitely gonna get three right, but maybe. You know, you know, maybe I hit on on pick three, and then th- that means I'm going to get five, right? You know, in, in a given year. This year, I can honestly tell you, I, it's at best 50-50 number two. If, the, if they don't, if Houston doesn't go with a quarterback, it comes down to the two defensive ends, the edge guys. Will Anderson Jr., who's the safer pick coming out of Alabama, work ethic that's legendary and, and just commitment to the game. And then Tyree Wilson, who's coming off the foot injury, but he's been passed and cleared by the medical doctors of Texas. Fits what D'Amico Ryan's the head coach wants to do. You know, you look at like uh, Brenton Buckner, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa, obviously to the extreme, um, Javon Hargrave, Javon Kinlaw. Like San Francisco, when he was a coordinator, it was one after another after another of these big, long, like trees for humans that are playing defensive end that come in. And, and that's exactly 6'6, 271 pounds with almost 36-inch arms and like an 84-and-a-half-inch wingspan, Tyree Wilson fits that mold. So the information, like Nick Nick Casario was like a, an FBI agent, like Secret Service, CIA, you know? <laughs> he is not getting real information that's leaking out of that building. It comes from the Bill Belichick tree. So we're all kind of in the dark. I talked to Mort. I talked to Shefty. And they're like, oh, it could be this. It could be that. So that pick is going to determine everything. And then the quarterbacks, man, like, I've gotten information that Indy loves Will Levis, and that's a that, that's their guy. And then you hear, well, if Stroud's there, 
really fit Shane Steichen, their new coach's system, and what he wants to do. And then there, there's some people that say inside the building, there are a couple of guys that are key in the process that love Anthony Richardson and his upside and, and what could Steichen do with him compared to, you know, what Justin Herbert, he worked with Jalen Hurts. So these quarterbacks are going to throw everything off because you've got, you've got Houston at two, probably not going to take a quarterback. Indy at four will take a quarterback. I still think Levis, but there's talk about Stroud and Richardson. Uh, Las, uh, Seattle at five. I think they're more likely to take a quarterback than Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle. Interesting. Detroit at six. I don't know that they're going to take a quarterback, but I've been told like it's still it's still an option depending on how the board lays out. Seven, Las Vegas, we thought for a while would, but if it wasn't Bryce Young, they're out of the quarterback market. Then you get to uh, 11 with Tennessee, and then Houston, if they don't take a quarterback at two, they pick again at 12. So all of these teams, you hear different rumors about the four quarterbacks, and I'm hearing rumors that Hendon Hooker from Tennessee could go in the first half of the first round. So the whole thing's a mess. I'm, the, the mock draft I put out tonight will we'll have probably 27, 28 of the right players in there. But in, if you're looking for the exact hits, it probably isn't worth the money that it's printed on. It's lying season, Todd. I mean. Yeah, but normally I feel like I'm not getting li- – I don't even know that people are lying to me. <laughs> as much as first of all this year is different too you might might know this with your you like to you know put a wager here and there i'm told mm-hmm. yep the vegas thing is as you've seen like last year it kind of got we saw more and more of the vegas odds this year it's like prevalent i talked to gms and they're talking about why are the odds for levis going up uh, the number two pick why is and it's some guy some guy sitting in his, his room somewhere six days ago starting to count on reddit and now like vegas is adjusting its odds because he's saying that will levis is telling family and friends he's going to be the number one overall pick so that part's crazy but how it's affecting the draft and the information that's coming out the offices in new york have made it very clear like we cannot be tipping picks and be affecting a a, a market that is out there for gambling and we've seen even with the Lions recently, the you know the the receivers and, and the players that they've had with the suspensions, and we've seen a, a few instances now. Like, if there's one thing the league is taking seriously, it's not mixing the gambling. Even though they're allowing it in the building, they don't want it close to the field, if you will. So um, that that's made it more more tricky. Is it crazy to think that something like that? I mean, maybe not this year, but something like that with Will Levis could work, where all of a sudden there's rumors like. Oh, he's going to go early, and then teams are like, "Well, let's let's take a let's take another look." Like the opposite of Laramie Tunsil, almost. You know, we're now. Yeah. Oh, wow! There's all this buzz last minute. Like we should reach and try to get him if he's still there. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's the only thing it could affect is if teams are starting because let's face it, like they're getting information from a couple from a few sources. One is, you know, other friends within organizations, guys that they've worked with, kind of leaning on, like, hey. Hey, ask your ask your scout buddy that you've been friends with for 20 years. What are they thinking about? See if we can get some information there. Two is what are the information guys saying? Like Mortensen, Schefter, what, what what's the the gossip that they're getting and kind of leaking out? Maybe not saying definitively, but read between the tea leaves. And then third, from the mock drafts too. Like every team puts together a comp. No, I shouldn't say every. A lot of teams I've talked to put together a compilation of all of our mock drafts and try to get a at least a sense of where guys are going based on our conversations in the league. And so now you've got this fourth source, which is the Las Vegas odds. And, and yeah, I think, I think if nothing else, it will, 
it will lend to teams trying to figure out like how much do they really know or are they just reacting to some big bet that happened or some some guy who's on Reddit, you know, like trying to get the real information there. But ultimately, it's if you're looking to trade up, you've got to figure out where you've got to trade up to. And and now all of a sudden, the Vegas odds have become a fourth source, if you will, in terms of that information. I feel bad for you because you're walking around with all these notes. You're trying to figure things out. You're talking to a lot of people. And then there's Mel Kuyper who's walking around with a Snickers and a Sprite. Like, yeah. he's playing the game better, I feel like. You know, less stressful, you know? He, I think I think with, with, with age and, and experience comes <laughs> wisdom, right? He, like, he's, he's perfectly, like, how, how do I put it? He is... You know, they say sly as a fox. Like he's he's dumb as he plays dumb as a fox. You know, he plays dumb as whatever your dumbest animal is. Ask Ron McGill about that. Okay. He just he he, he lives in a perfect lane where like no ATM card. Kim Kuiper's wife takes care of everything. No, like he's got nine cell phones. He doesn't really know the phone numbers to him, so he can reach me anytime he wants. He'll text me. He'll he'll call me. But I like I don't know which number. I've got seven literally seven phone numbers. I call Mel and I. I, I never get through and everyone here. So um, he has been, he, he has really figured this thing out. He just stays off the grid, does this thing. He makes a couple of calls to a couple of people and goes, but, but I kick his ass every year in the mock draft. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it, it works both ways. I'd rather have all these notes and win than live a, live a cushy life inside the Kuiper compound. You can tell him that he, he's, here's a, he's a weirdo respectfully, right? <laughs> he is the sweetest most caring, kind, savant weirdo. And he will admit, like, he's weird. He knows he's weird. Like, he he rocks, he, he breaks 12 rocking chairs a year doing this because he, he can't sit still. Are you serious? Good old squeaky. He has, like, a, he has a deal with some rocking chair guy. Who, who sends him rocking chair? He said he has like eight of them in the in his basement, like lined up for when he breaks the next rocking chair. Like this is not normal behavior, but I love it because it's like you know I spend three hundred and sixty days a year with all these kind of normal people, you know, run of the mill people, and then I get like five or six days with Kuiper, and we'll get to Bristol sometimes, right? And he's been going there like I don't know fifteen years longer than I have, you know. He doesn't know where the cafeteria is. He doesn't know where a single meeting room is. He will. It's like having a. It's like having a dog on a leash. He just follows me around the whole the whole time because he doesn't know where to go or what to do. It's priceless, though. I, I, my relationship with Mel is perfect. It's like it's real on television. And then when we get off television, we can laugh about it. We'll fight about stuff off television, off air. And then, um, but I just, I, I he's. He really is. As, as weird as he is, he is also that kind and, and genuine of a human being. We had him on uh, last week. Mikey A. Yeah. had to book him on a landline. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, like AOL, you know? Right. Hey, I still have You've got Mel. <laughs> <laughs> You've got Mel. <laughs> I still have instant messenger. <laughs> I'm sure you do. You're not that far off, right? I mean, Billy, Billy G. When he, Stugatz lives kind of. He's not as quirky, but he lives kind of a, a charmed life that way, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I don't, he, did, he just he, does whatever he wants, and it always kind of lands with his you know, feet on the ground, right? There aren't tons of problems he needs to figure out how to resolve. Like, they'll get resolved. Right, right, yeah. So that's, that's kind of similar to Mel's life. 
My biggest problem up until yesterday was how to get Aaron to the Jets, and and yeah. uh, I took care of that. Check. <laughs> finally got a quarterback. <laughs> I finally, I finally, uh, I finally have a quarterback. Just uh, on Hendon Hooker, had had Hooker not gotten injured, where do you think he would go in the draft? I still think the same range. Yeah, you know, it is. I mean, the three things if you're if you're trying to sell your GM or owner against taking Hooker, it's age, injury, scheme. Right, because he's going to be 26 in January. He's coming off the injury, so you're not going to get much out of him as a rookie. You kind of have right. to basically plan on redshirting him, and then he's going to be turning 27 the year that he's starting. You know, January of that year. So, um, and then the scheme is tough because it's a lot of half field reads. Like if you watch the tape, you've got these wide splits of two receivers out like 48 yards apart from each other, width wise. And they're in a bunch for me. So one one receiver's here, one receiver's right behind that receiver on the line. And they they just create mismatches with like crossing routes and different different route combinations. But if you watch the tape, like if they're going to the right side, the receivers are running 100 miles an hour, like full effort. On the left side, they're kind of like going through the motions for seven, eight steps, but they know it's not going that way. So it's kind of split his read in half. A lot of it was tempo, quick decisions. Like if this if the corner does this, we do this. And it's very simple. So, but I want to say this to make sure like everyone understands just because the scheme was there, like he played in a different scheme in Virginia tech before that. And also he, he of all the quarterbacks has probably impressed maybe outside of Bryce young, who's just on a different level than, than all of these guys, but has impressed coaches, probably the more, more positive reports I've gotten back from like putting him on the board, his leadership, his toughness, his, like his maturity. and, And also like, I even had a team say that, you know, we we went through the whole process of tell us about your playbook in Tennessee. Give us the verbiage. Like, what is this? You have this look. What do you do? And then they flipped the script on him like seven minutes later. Like, all right, Virginia Tech. What what was this play call? And he had to go back. And he he was able to recite it like he was playing in that system yesterday and knew every read and every. So, like, it, he has a different brain, which is a good thing. He has a brain that is able to absorb and 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 spit back out. And and I think teams are really confident in that part. And he's really accurate throwing the ball. Throws maybe the best deep ball in this class. He's got mobility, assuming he gets back to full strength. So there's a lot to like with Hendon. But you do have three things with the scheme, age, and injury that kind of you know create that gap between the first four and Hendon Hooker. Is this considered a great, like a great draft class? Do you think this is going to be no. a great draft? No, no. No, I, I think it's a good class. I think it's one of the more exciting classes that we've had leading up, and and the hype, and for television purposes and for audience purposes, because it's rare to have five quarterbacks. Not rare, but it's you know we don't every like four or five years we have an opportunity to have have five quarterbacks in the first round, um, but you know. I don't – the wide receiver class is not as strong as it's been. I mean, it's been – the pipeline of wide receivers the last few years has been, you know, with, with um, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and Drake London last year, and the list goes on and on. To be they honest. were all Our good. Days, <laughs> yeah. Justin Jefferson. Like, the last three, four drafts, what we've gotten at wide receivers turned out like the whole league worth of, great, like, stars. It's amazing what's happened. This year we got a bunch of good players, but they're all, like, mid to late first. Uh, guys who are going to be number twos, number three. So uh, it's like like the tight end class is exceptional. Maybe the best I've, I've done in 20-something years, but there's no safeties. There's no, you know, off-the-ball linebackers. Um, the tackles, there are, there are three or four, depending on the teams you talk to, but after that, there's a big drop-off. drop, drop off. So I don't think we're going to look back and say, wow, that was a historic class. I think we're going to look back and say, 
did Jalen Carter pan out? Was he one of the best defensive players in, in the National Football League? Or did all of that baggage and the character issues and the football question marks in terms of his character lead to him being a bust in four years? You know, did the quarterbacks actually work out? Did they go somewhere where they were developed properly? Or do we have just one quarterback out of these five that we hyped up for five months um, that turns out to be a good player? So I think a lot of it is going to hinge on like six or seven guys. But we won't look back on this class and say this is one of the best classes in the last decade or something. Todd McShay with us on God Bless Football. Take position out of it. Sorry, Mike. I'll get to you in one second. Uh, take position out of it, Todd. Who is the best player in this year's draft? If I'm just looking at the tape, it's yeah. Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. And yeah. it's – I don't want to say it's not close, but it's obvious. When you watch his tape, it's different from everybody else's. I'm scared to death of, of what it comes with, though. And I, I'm, and I, I look at – you know, the, if, if you're going to have two defensive players go before him, maybe three with Tyree Wilson. We talked about Texas Tech, Will Anderson, Alabama, maybe Devin Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois. Something's wrong. You know, he could be sitting there at nine when Chicago comes on the board. And and he's the best player in this draft. Uh, but he also, like Seattle, could make the decision. It's going to come down to John Schneider, who wants to draft, you know, more character, you know, make sure he's not having bust potential, like they had with um, Malik McDowell several years ago, defensive tackle, right? But Pete Carroll's father, Flanagan, that's kind of his nickname when you talk to other teams. Like, he's always saying, like, hey, we, we've got we got a process. Let's bring him in. We're up in Seattle. Like, we can we can work through it. So, that's going to be an interesting pick for Carter. But he's the best football player in this class. The safest player, like the guy that I would sleep like a baby tonight if I drafted or tomorrow night if I drafted him, would be Will Anderson Jr. Hmm. I've talked to Nick Saban for 20 years like during the season and pre-draft. Probably about, I don't know, 150 or so players. I've never seen him light up to the point where he almost got angry with me about asking why is Will McDonald special? Why is, he just like he got on a rant. He started, you know, you know, he starts out kind of whispering in a low tone and like his hands. And hey, he's like one of the old school players, like a guy I played with. He, he'll run if I ask him to do something, he's going to want to run through a wall before he does it. He's a program player, and his voice starts. And he's like he believes in the process. I believe in the process, and he, he's one of the rare players that actually truly wants to do the process and put in the work, and he gets going. And th- at the end, like, you could see, like, his eyes were opening. He was, like, like fire coming out of him. He's like, and you know what? He's just a dog-ass competitor. And I was like, whoa. You know, like, he – I've never heard Jesus. him talk a- yeah. about a player like that. Yeah. And so I got to believe, like, when Nick Saban is on the phone or in his Zoom or sitting there one-on-one with these general managers – you got to take like you know you're not missing on that guy. He may not be 12 sacks a year, but he's probably going to be eight, and he's going to be good versus the run. He's going to give awesome effort. He's going to be a leader on your defense for 10 years, and he's going to do everything you want him to do. He's going to do it the right way because that's just how he's wired. So uh, to me, like I would, I would love to just bring him in and make him part of my organization because I, I know what I'm getting. You said that, um, you know, it's not really the greatest draft class. I'm just curious how many guys you have rated as first-rounders. i got to move my phone because I, I was pounding the table on it. And it's just – In your saving. In your saving. Yes. Saving was pounding the table. Yeah, exactly. You maybe uh, want Will Anderson. i got to be honest with you. I mean <laughs> – um, I've got a norm – like a really good draft. I'll have about 23 first-round grades this year. And, and I'd say the average class would be like – I don't know, 19 to 20, somewhere in that range. This year I've got 17. 
And to be honest, like it could be 15 with 16, 17 being on the fringe. So, you know, it, it, you can't create the players. And, and again, there's a lot of good players. There's just not blue chip guys, you know, necessarily at the top that, that we've seen. Why do you like B. John Robinson so much? You seem to love him. Yeah, what's what's not to like? I mean, you're 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 getting a lot of the qualities that make Saquon Barkley great when he's healthy. And you're getting a lot of the qualities that make Christian McCaffrey great. And that's rare. I mean, he's 215 pounds. He ran in the four fours, and and that, like that doesn't even matter to me. He had 91 forced missed tackles last year. The second best running back in in the country was Frank Gore Jr. and had 77. Like that's that's a huge difference. And like as a running back, I can get you a bunch of guys in the third fourth round that will get the crease. You know, the crease is available. If there's four yards, it's blocked for. They'll get you four, four and a half, maybe five. What the running back's job is and what, what separates the good from the elite is how do you create your own yards? And and Bijan does that better than any running back that I that I remember in the last several years. And I would say maybe even more so than Saquon, because I think he's more physical consistently as a runner than Saquon. And you can there's there's tape evidence of him in the slot running routes down the field, not outlets and screens and stuff, down the field contested catches over his head, plucking the ball and talk to Nick Sar- uh, um, Steve Sarkeesian, the head coach. And he talks about like, it, he doesn't, he almost like was embarrassed to say, cause he didn't want to slight his receivers. But he was like, he has the best hands in, of any player on this team. Like you should see the catches he makes in practice. Like we had to limit him in the passing game because we did, we wanted him to hold up over the course of a season. Didn't want to like ruin his career. But we, he could have been a slot receiver for us and, and would have been great. So, And then you get the character, too. I mean, this guy loves ball. He walks in the room with this big smile. and everybody, he's, just, he's one of those guys that you just don't worry about. So I have him as the number two player in this draft. And I know he's not going to go number two, and I don't care if my board's up there and it's got best remaining players until we get to pick 18 in Detroit. I, I feel comfortable with that because I know what he's going to be. And – Atlanta, there's rumors they could take him in Philly. I'd love to see him in Philly. I mean, Jalen Hurts and, and Bijan in the same backfield with what they have in the offensive line is running some of those RPOs and stuff. That would be amazing. Plus they lost Miles Sanders, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And so, right. I, But I don't know that, that – that's just not how, how Howie Roseman, the GM, is, has built his organization. It's going to be offensive line, defensive line. So after that, like New England could be a wild card at 14. Um, 18, I mentioned Detroit. The Lions could take him at 18. 21 is um, is the Chargers. Austin Eckler's, you know, upset with his situation. I know he's your guy. But um, but then I think the, the wild card would be Dallas at 26 trading up. Could you imagine, like, a Texas boy in, in you know, in for the Dallas Cowboys in the backfield with Dak and, and the, just they need more weapons around, around the quarterback. So I would love to see him in Dallas, too. I think Dallas or Philly would be the most intriguing places to see him play. What makes Todd McShay feel older, Frank Gore Jr. or Willis McGahee's son committing to Nebraska? I mean, <laughs> Frank, Frank, uh, Frank Gore. We already Jr. have a Frank Gore Jr. in the league. Frank Gore Sr. just retired. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've had like, did he? We, I mean, it, it's scary. But Frank Gore Jr. is like he's getting up there in years. At least, at least, you know, we've got a guy who's who's committing to a team. I feel better about school. I feel better about that. But. Every year, there's another guy. You know, Joey right. Porter Jr. is in this draft. I know. It's scary. <laughs> Isn't Harrison in this draft? Yeah. 
Jesus yeah. Christ, no, 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 man. not this draft. Not next year's next draft. year's but draft. He's gonna. He could be the second, third overall pick next year. I know. But if I, I, I'm waiting on Mel. Mel's getting close. I'm waiting on Mel <laughs> to say finally, I, I scouted his grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When that happens, I'm like, all right, all right. I, then I'm not going to feel as old. Uh, <laughs> that is great. What are uh, what are draft day preparations like for you? Like, take us through draft day for Todd Big Shea. Can you sleep the night before? You wake up with the. Do you have a routine, a ritual? What do you do? Yeah. All right. So it's it's uh, it's a trazodone, and I keep a quarter of a second trazodone right by the bedside in case I'm tossing it. Like I need. I need help to fall asleep. I'll probably get in trouble for saying this. But, yeah, I, I need some sleep aid the night before because I get a little worked up. Right. Try to get six hours sleep. That's the goal. Wake up. Got to get a workout in. Got got to kind of clear the head, sweat it out. Shower, dress. And and then it, the, the critical parts for me is I've got I've got my book with all the NFL, the team needs, pay, player the pages. And then I've got my um, – here, I'll show you my Bible. Give me a oh, here oh we go. I love it. He's getting this, up this great. The Bible, right Billy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when we get it. to like the fifth round, and I'm I'm struggling, and I've, I've rattled off 400 names or 250 names, whatever it is. <laughs> this is what I go to. Oh my. Oh boy. Yeah. This is it. Oh, uh, wow. you, I know a lot of this is audio. It's 400 pages of player evaluations. Do you send that to like a Kinko's or something? Where do you get that made? I Pro Print <laughs> in Boston. Shout out to Pro Print in Boston. They've been printing this Excellent. for 15 years for me. What do you and do with that? Like, when the, when the year's done, what do you do with that? You keep it. This is like my Bryce Young. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Look at that. There's lines the on it. There's things connecting dots. Colors, 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 colors. It's a very amazing. Size <laughs> and again, Mel's just walking around with a Snickers bar. But anyway, well, go ahead. Hold on a second. So it's <laughs> yeah. did, like you essentially wrote that Bible, but then yeah. you're you're going in and you're making notes on your own work in pen above what has been printed. Yes. So I, I put all of my notes in the in the Bible, and then I go through the 400 evaluations over the last like three weeks and kind of underline, put in notes that I want to make sh- so that I, I know how to present it on TV. Cause I only have sometimes, you know, a minute or two yeah. to talk about 11 months of scouting a player. When so do you, I try, when it, do you it, print the see, Bible? Uh, I printed April, usually like April 3rd, April 5th. And so it goes at- out to everyone at ESPN, but all of these evaluations are on the ESPN draft track. So all of these, but you'll see like, I'll do, so here, I'm going to start with A is, is like the opening line for, for Bryce Young, right? Then I'll go down to B and talk about how he's Houdini. You'll hear me say Houdini on TV. I can't Then yeah. B, C, D. So I, I, it's kind of, it's my roadmap of how I want to present all my, the, my best information on Bryce Young. Is, is day one the most stressful for you? Because it's like, it's like the highest pressure one, right? Because days two, three, it doesn't really matter if you hit or miss in those. No one can say anything more, about those players, and I believe you. you yeah. Know? yeah. Day one, I'm more concerned about how I, I want to present my best stuff. These are like these are the guys, you know. And and I, if I just sat down, I I would list off 50 things and confuse the viewer. So I've learned that over time. Like, what's the be- what's the most important stuff? If I'm sitting at home and I'm ex- and I'm a Jets fan, and they just t- drafted Broderick uh, Broderick Johnson, right, the offensive tackle from Georgia. What do I need to know? What's interesting? Is there a story that I have about, you know, scouting him, talking to a coach, whatever it is? What are the important things? So I try to really focus in on how to present those guys. Then day two, I still try to do that, but I'm not 
you know, now you've got a, a, talking about like 70 guys over rounds two and three. And then day three, it's like four rounds, four through seven. It's just like, get whatever I got. I'm just, yeah, yeah it's getaway like, day. Uh, just, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, yeah. I've got my suitcase packed. I'm right. worried about what time's my flight tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. You know? No, I, you can't mail it in on day three. Day three is the hardest. You got to dig deep on day three. You really do. You do. Like you yeah. find out a lot about yourself. And the thing is too, like, <laughs> You either have a sunburn, you either have a sunburn because they like they put up these sets and it's like we're in Arizona, we're in Texas, and it's like you're burnt and your sunglasses on in between, or you're freezing. So like that takes a little bit. The other thing is day one and day two, it's four hours. So I'll get like one bathroom break. I can drink day uh it's seven, seven to eight hours on day three. Kuiper. He has taken one. I've been doing it, I don't know, 12 years with Kuiper on day three, something like that. I've seen him take one sip. He broke down and had one sip of water once. He'll go seven hours on day three. He doesn't go to the bathroom. He, de- he doesn't even like to stand up during commercial breaks. Like that. And I just sit there and I, I'm like, I'm up, I'm down. I'm, uh, bathroom break. I'll be back. You start the, start the next segment without me if you have to. It's a kind of a, it's a cluster on day three, but Mel is just. He's right locked there. in. Yeah. Locked, he's got, he's, he does have a Snickers bar yeah. and a, he'll have a bottle of water. And he won't touch it. And then after the draft, I'll even say to him, like, all right, you're going to have it now? Because it's been tantalized. It drives, I don't know why. I've got a hundred other things to worry about, but it pisses me off that Mel's sitting there. He doesn't have to go to the bathroom. He's not like, I am parched, right? He doesn't have to take a sip of water. He's got this Snickers that's sitting over there that he doesn't eat. And I, it just, it's like, as the day goes on, it gets increasingly aggravating that, that like, he's got this perfect little bubble and I'm all over. <laughs> he's not human. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. He's not. He's not. <laughs> he's a cyborg. All right, we'll get you out of here. Uh, the first pick is going to be who? It's going to be Bryce Young or CJ Shroud. Bryce, Bryce Young. It's uh, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. And CJ goes second, or the Texans really not going to take a quarterback here? I think they're not going to take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a wild night, man. I really do, Mikey. I think what are you gonna... so excited about? Because you laughed at me when I brought it up to McShay that they weren't going to take a quarterback. You, you laughed at me. But someone might trade up to get that quarterback in two. You never know. Nobody uh, is. No, okay. I don't, Arizona. <laughs> really? Arizona okay. is trying to get out desperately. I mean, been wrong before a lot of times, but it, it from all my talks, it doesn't sound like a team's going to move up. Like, why move up if if the market's not as hot as you as people think it is? Yeah, it's going yeah, to be interesting. All right, we appreciate the time as always. You always make time for us around the draft, your busiest time, and and uh, yeah, we greatly it. appreciate it. Yeah, we. Uh, I think we're all floored by just how much you listened to the show. You knew Austin Eckler was our guy. You knew certain nuances about our show that I'm made us impressed. You actually listen. You guys are my comic relief. Like I, I listen to these podcasts, and you know, I'm watching tape all day and writing about. I have you guys on. I don't know that I've missed a show, and at least an hour, one hour, two. Some of the other stuff, I'm. It, it's good to have you guys on the background because I get a laugh. Uh, you know, I get a laugh. I get a good story here and there. I, I probably have listened. I don't know. I'd say 90% of your shows the last like seven years. I, mm. And don't tell anyone I said that because uh, I'm, well, I'm not, you just proud did of the, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but no, no, I'm a, I, I really, I, I love your show. I love how crazy it is. Cause you know, I'm, I kind of, I've got my own crazy too. We all got a little crazy in us, man. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of K-Funk real quick? K-Funk? 
Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Best. <laughs> best answer. I, I've, heard, I've heard the name. Like, I don't know what. I don't know what's going. Don't on. worry about yeah. it. Some things I like. I have to tune out because I'm trying. But yeah, I've heard. I've heard the name, but I don't know what's going on there. All right, tell oh, our listeners uh, where they can see you, K-Funk. where they can find you. <laughs> K Funk, he's amazing. Uh, tell uh, tell the listeners where they can see you and find you. Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you'll be all over ESPN covering the draft. Yeah, Thursday we start. I'm on ABC with Kirk Herbstreet, uh, Desmond Howard, Reese Davis is our host. His hair was perfect at the meeting today, by the way. I know you guys amazing. Like he just rolls out of bed. He's just you know unbelievable. But yeah. he, we're on um, seven local, so eight o'clock Eastern. We start on ABC, and then same same on uh, Friday night. I think we start at seven Eastern. We're on those first two nights, and then I get together with Kuiper on ESPN. It's Mel and I, Lewis Riddick. Uh, Matt Miller's joining us this year, and Reese is ho- hosting that as well. We're on from noon to about 7 p.m., all all four rounds of day three. Yeah, Reese has perfect hair and 19 people in his ear and still manages to make a joke as he's going to break. <laughs> yeah, and does it, like, so calmly. You know? I know. <laughs> and you're scrambling around. Look, you're going through the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I'm going through the Bible. I'm drinking water. Can I go to the bathroom, producer? <laughs> Tell it all, all producers, get the f- out of my ear please yeah. stop stop uh, uh man we appreciate you and the time that you make for us around this time uh, every year mock 1.0 for next year coming out sunday night thursday. i love it i heard i heard you the other day you said sunday night uh, thursday Let's, uh, give, give me a night to go home and sleep and think about it huh? all right fine all right brother all right man have a great weekend we appreciate the time as always todd yeah always fun guys take care all right thank, thank you. you buddy Jackson Smith and Jigba is with us. He uh, played at Ohio State. His life is about to change. He's about to get drafted uh, to the NFL first round. Right before you got on, we heard someone tell you it's the Style Lounge, man. Walk us through the Style Lounge and what you're doing in the Tide Style Lounge. Well, the Style Lounge, I mean, they're taking care of me in here. They got to make sure I'm, I'm super fresh tomorrow, you know, no stains, no wrinkles. You know, making sure everything's nice and neat, getting my brother and my whole family right. So, you know, we're having a good time and making sure the suit looking good. They got some uh, some food and drink in there for you or what? I mean. Yeah, they got some water. I'm a water guy. Mm, got good. Sandwiches. I had lunch, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us exactly what you're doing with Tide, man. You know, they're helping me make sure, you know, the fits are looking you know, are good and making sure the fit's looking good. You know, I've trusted Ty my whole life, so, you know, I can't I can't change up on him now. You excited, man? Take us through what's uh, what the last couple of days have been like. What's going on? They've been a little hectic, but definitely, definitely blessed. Uh, you know, just touched down in Kansas City, been running around a little bit. You know, got the chance to talk to some kids today, so um, get on the football field to talk to some kids, so that's been awesome, but... You know, I'm just getting ready for tomorrow, getting excited. Uh, definitely nervous, um, but but happy and excited and, and and blessed for the opportunity. Why are you nervous? Because I – who knows where I'm going? <laughs> <laughs> here, here, here. So, you have to wait and find out tomorrow, you know. Do you look at all the mock drafts and all the coverage? Like, do you pay attention to all that stuff? No, I don't pay attention. I know anything can happen. I – I kind of, I mean, I kind of like look at the range and stuff like that. But as far as it goes with teams, I just feel like, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. But, um, you know, I try not to pay too much attention, but it's always right in front of your face. So, What's your agent telling you? 
Um, he's just saying he's saying we're we're gonna find out. Um, we got a little range that we think so, but who knows? We're just gonna have to find out tomorrow. How many family members do you have with you in Kansas City? Uh, I got about ten. I say a solid ten. Brother's nice. gonna fly in tomorrow after his game and fly right back out. So, um, yeah, gonna have a gonna have a good good group with us. Nice dinner the night before. Like you gonna sleep? What do you imagine? What do you imagine that's gonna be like for you? Oh, I'm gonna grab dinner with the fam and just chill. Uh, definitely get some rest tonight. Um, got got some things to do early in the morning. So busy day tomorrow. <laughs> Jackson, just know this, okay? The dinner before the draft, the family will take care of it. Every other dinner for the remainder of time yeah. is on you, my friend. It's my last dinner, huh? So I, I got. <laughs> I'm crazy tonight. Yeah. What's your strategy? So, like, I'm assuming you guys are going to be like in the draft pods, like you've had the past couple of years, right? Like with your family or whatever. Yeah. Is that catered? Is there food? Is there drinks? Like, what's going on there? And is that a thing? Like, obviously, you're partnered with Tide. If you spill something, get a Tide pen, whatever, clean up the mess so that you don't have a stain on your suit. But what is the strategy there? Is it just like, we're not moving until I get drafted? Or do you try to like play it cool and take it easy and just wherever you go, you go? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it cool. Hopefully they got some food and drink. I'm gonna try to bring my little speaker so we we just chilling and putting the vibes there as much as we can. I'll probably try to sneak over to CJ's pod or uh Paris's pod and you know just have some fun with them. I'm I'm gonna just try to relax and have as much fun as possible. As so, I can. so CJ we, won't be there long. I'm just letting you yeah, know. Go to see him early. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm there. I'm gonna I'm gonna get there. That's the first spot I'm going to. As soon as I get there, chill so, and hopefully. I know he'll be gone per, uh, real soon, so probably won't spend too much time. So we see it on TV, obviously muted. I had never considered the idea of let me just take a speaker and have fun and play music and have it be kind of like a party in my little pod. Yeah, that's the plan. I mean, why not? You know, why not? <laughs> what what kind of music? Like, what are you into? Oh, I'll definitely. I'm into a lot of things. Um, you know, I, I got a very versatile playlist, you know, but tomorrow I'm definitely going to be maybe old school rap, definitely probably some new school rap, but yeah, I'm probably going to be feeling myself maybe a little too much tomorrow. What's like the oddest, like give us like the oddest band that you like. Like I'd be surprised that you, you like this, this type of music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What Guns N' Roses? Really? Eagles, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. What's your favorite Guns N' Roses song? Oof. <laughs> Sweet Child of Mine, right? It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. Got to be. Don't ask me about the Eagles. They got way too much. Wait, yeah. Why? What? The catalog's too big? I really love the Eagles. Like, I really love the Eagles. Where'd your love of music come from? Uh, definitely my dad, my dad, yeah. he listens to all types of music, you know, um, my family's real big in music. My brother's big in music. I mean, you know, if we're, if we're just chilling, music's definitely playing. So Jackson, I think when you're in the pod, you got to crank it up. Please do this for us. Like crank up the Eagles. Okay. <laughs> like give us some GNR, give us some Eagles and yeah. just play it as loud as you possibly can. Okay. I got you. We'll do. <laughs> so if you do. got the music playing, who's on the cell phone duty? Who's holding the phone to make sure that when that team calls, you get it? Oh, the, 
my agent got to make sure everything, you know. But. So he can't have any fun. He's just got to go sit over there yeah. and hold the phone. <laughs> make sure. Once it's time, let me know. And we're going to work night, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here because this is what the media does, and I want you to get used to it. I'm doing this not for me. I'm doing it for you, okay? But you played with both. <laughs> you like that, right? You like how I did that, right? Uh, Justin Fields, you played with both of them. You've seen yeah. both of them up close, Fields and C.J. Strab. Yeah, he already knows where I'm going with this. Look at him. He's pissed off at me. <laughs> Who's the better quarterback? <laughs> I felt bad even asking it. You did not. I did it. I mean, for me, I like to look at, you know, you know, what's going on now. And I would I would have to say Justin Fields, he's in the he's in the pros right now. And he's I feel like he's doing his thing. I mean, it definitely, um, you know, better years to come, most definitely. But, you know, I think I think the guys are in the top of the league right now um, or in the league producing right now. I would have to go with Justin. If you're saying Ohio State career. Uh, that would be. I, I feel like that would be CJ. But we did have- that very well, man. That was good. Like a, you gave a little shout to both. You know, Justin's better now. He's been there. He's done it. CJ, Ohio State career, though. That was nice. You made both of them feel good. You're good at this, Jackson. Learning. I'm learning on the way. Learning- <laughs> uh, whose game, like in terms of players uh, in the NFL that you've watched growing up? Uh, who have you patterned your game after? I would say uh, Stefan Diggs and Cooper Cup. You know, those are the guys I really dial in on and really watch a lot of film on and, and love their game and definitely still a lot of stuff from those guys. So I would definitely say those two are my big, my big guys. Uh, do you imagine, like, how do you imagine, have you thought about this at all? Like the way you're going to approach hugging the commissioner? Because I love asking people this because no one really has a game plan when they go up to hug Roger Goodell. And I feel like you guys should, like, it's a, it's a big time moment for you on stage, national TV, to make a, you know, a big time statement. Like, I've arrived, here I am, you know? Most definitely, most definitely. Um, definitely, well, I'm going to see the commissioner tomorrow, so... Yeah, I might, I might have a few few notes for him to take down. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Billy, what are you thinking for him? Like, I think, Billy, I feel like we should come up with strategies for certain players when they go up to hug the commissioner. I feel like we should be doing that. Well, Jackson, th- this is what I've been trying to do for a couple of years now, and no one has taken us up on this offer it's yet. Good idea. And I feel like this will be beneficial for both you, well, maybe you less so, but for Tide, for sure. Like, I've always wanted someone to go up and present the commissioner with a gift. So, like, you can go up and present the commissioner, like, with some Tide, for example, right? So, like, he'll give you your jersey, hat, whatever, and then you give the commissioner some Tide. Oh, he would love that. Yeah, but no one's done it yet. I feel like this is the year. Yeah, I might have to. I might have to change things up. I'm all about being legendary and doing Mm -hmm. it outside the box so i appreciate that i'm gonna, I'm gonna make right so write that down right that that now, now not only would goodell love that but but listen tide would love that and i don't know what kind of deal you sign with tide but you get like a 10-year deal if you yeah, have for that. life yeah yes yeah they're gonna have to make sure i'm taken care of you like where we're headed here i'll be your agent if you want man I love the mindset. I really do. Uh, Jackson Smith in Jigba is with us. Uh, Ohio State. So I was just there for the first time and I loved it. Uh, And I thought, like, I got to be honest with you, that campus, underrated campus, an amazing place, okay? Uh, And I'm wondering what you're going to miss most about Ohio State, the Ohio State University. 
that Woody Hayes facility, you know, it's, being in- is insane. I love it. I mean, just walking through there, seeing the great names, seeing the great, you know, um, you know, the great players that have went through there and the great coaches. I mean, it was an honor to to go in that building every day and compete and do the things I love with great people. So that's definitely going to be, you know, one thing that I miss about Columbus. It might be nicer than the NFL facility you wind up at. Seriously. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I've seen some, man. Yeah, Ohio State is definitely, you know, doing the thing. All right, man. We're uh, we're excited for you. Uh, hopefully, you uh, you land in a place that you're not going to tell us, but a place you want to be at. And uh, no, seriously, and hopefully, it's uh, you know it's in the first round. I, I feel like you're probably going to be a mid first rounder, maybe a top ten pick. So, uh, good luck to you, man. We're uh, we're excited for you. And one more time on the way out, tell us what you're doing with Tide, and make sure you give a bottle to Roger Goodell for us. Mm-hmm. I'm here at Tide at PSG Style Lounge. Um, helping they were helping make sure that you know my fits are pressed and uh, to perfection so I, I appreciate ty and i appreciate y'all having me on all right man uh good luck to you and uh i hope the uh i hope the night's great for you and your family man it's a uh it's a long time coming dreams come true thank you i appreciate it what are you doing there zay uh i'm at png style lounge um gillette give me right for on draft day um, cleaning up, getting a nice shave so I can go out there, keep my big smile and, and just show everybody and get picked. I feel like the PNG Style Lounge is the place to be today because we've talked to, I think, two other people at the PNG Style Lounge so far. How many people are there with you? Like, is it just everyone that's going to be drafted on Thursday? Is that the PNG Style Lounge today? Um, not everybody. It was, uh, I know it was, just, I know it was me, Jackson, um, Jordan Addison. So that, that's the only three I've seen. So yeah. we're here trying to get right before the draft. We got to look good on um, TV. There's going to be a lot of eyes on it. What exactly are you doing with Gillette, man? Um, shaving products and stuff um, just to clean up, just keep my face smooth, and get out there for the draft and look clean, look smooth. Zay, how excited are you right he now? Like, you're so getting, happy. man. You I know you so look nice. so happy, and you should be happy because you're about to be a bleeping millionaire, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't even explain the feeling. I'm excited. Like, it have not hit me yet, but... I could just feel it like building up as I'm getting closer and closer to it. I'm just so I'm just I'm 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 mainly excited. Who's coming with you to the draft? You're from Fort Lauderdale. We're down here in South Florida as well. Um, so who's coming with you from the draft? Uh, all my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Yeah. All for all 13, 14 of us are gonna be there. Wow, you got a lot of tickets, man. Yeah. <laughs> I had to make it work. <laughs> I had to make it work. How many requests did you get? Um. Well, yeah, 16 or 17. But you got 13 or 14 in. Yeah, I, but I, I brought a, a couple friends, too. So. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, Zay, you're not bleeping around, dude. You're taking I everyone with you, man. I got to let everybody experience it with me. <laughs> uh, uh, Yahoo in a lot of places. I was reading earlier today, they have you as the most reliable player in the draft. What makes you so reliable? Because uh, I can get it done anywhere on the field. Um, wherever you put the ball in my hands, I can make a play happen. And I'm always on the field. It's not a time where I haven't missed a game, not going to put in college. Uh, I haven't missed a practice. Uh, so I could have sat out my last two games of my college career, finished them healthy, thank God. So I just feel like I'm going to always be there. If a team need me to be there and they need me to do this, I'm going to do that. Who do you compare your game to? I like Steve Smith. I like Steve Smith a lot. Yeah? Yeah. 
Why Steve's a little bit smaller, tough, tenacity. Tough, got that dog mentality. Have you met Steve? I met him a couple times, yeah. Yeah, did you tell him I patterned my game after you? And I, I, yeah. I told him that. As soon as, as soon as I seen him post about me, I let him know. Because <laughs> I thought he would have some rude remark after you told him that. Like, oh, hey, no, no, pattern after me all you want, but you ain't ever going to be me or something like that. I, I, I think if you a dog, he knows, so. Yeah, he like, he, he'll communicate with you if you're a dog. Dogs recognize dogs too, guys. Absolutely. Is that how it works, Billy? Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> you wouldn't know. They know we're dogs. <laughs> if I recognize a dog, I see a dog. I'm like, hey, you him? Or how many like dogs that? are in this Zoom right now with you, Zay? No, uh, I say I got four with me right now. All right. There you go. All right, he's got me. I'm a dog. <laughs> Billy, you thought he was just going to say two, didn't you? <laughs> you were hoping he was just going to say. No, we all dogs, man. Zay, you uh, you know, you have a lot of friends and families that you brought with you. You, you know, maybe get uh, some extra shaving cream, some razors. You hand those out. Maybe save some for Christmas or anything. You feel like you're going to be fine after the draft. That you could just, you know. You just buy all the Gillette that you want to. I feel like if it's just there, right? You might as well collect it and hand it out to people. Hey, if I can't collect it, I'm going to have the whole family looking smooth from mm-hmm. Gillette. <laughs> have the whole family confident out there taking pictures. We all going to look good. <laughs> Zay Flowers is with us, wide receiver uh, at a Boston College. But from down here in Fort Lauderdale, you've worked out a lot with Antonio Brown. Uh, what what have you learned from Antonio Brown? Uh, it was really just like a um, pass catch day where we were just running routes and tracking down deep balls. And just telling me to keep my body healthy and just keep doing what I'm doing, basically. Uh, what do you miss most about Fort Lauderdale? The sun. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have much of that in Boston? <laughs> it ain't a lot of that. You get it only in the summer. Any other time, you never know what you're going to get. How about La Spada's subs? Are you a fan? Ooh, what do yeah. you know? What do you know about uh, What do you mean? Turkey La beef, my man. What do you mean? Uh, University uh, Drive, man. I, I just had La Spada's, like, what, two days ago, three days ago? And I was so mad that I left the other half of the sandwich in the car. I got so mad. Say, what the hell are you doing, man? No one leaves out. a half of La Spada's sub in the car. Nobody. I, I couldn't eat the whole – you know how big the subs are, right? I yeah. eat the whole thing before going to work out. So I was like, all right, we have to come back and eat half. <laughs> What'd you get? Turkey beef? Turkey, turkey, mayo, lettuce, salt, um, vinegar. Oh my God. La Spada subs. Amazing. A half like in the car, man. Oh my God. Oh, when I get back, I definitely have another one. Dude, not the half in the car, though. Yeah, You're not no, going to have that half. one. The get whole thing going this time. Listen, in a couple of days, you can buy La Spada's, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Or just make my own subs, but. <laughs> <laughs> but what you don't miss about Fort Lauderdale is University Drive at five in the afternoon, right? Oh my! You can't even you can't even get on cellular service. Like, <laughs> there's so there, many people there. <laughs> you take thirty minutes to get down the road. You can't get cellular service. You might as well pull off and eat at Los Bados. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, have you had La Spada subs? I I think I have once or twice, but I, I feel like I'd remember the way that you guys are talking about La Spada's. They they toss the um like whatever meat you get, they toss it to the sub, they oh. double the meat up, they wrap it around. It's, a, it's they got a solid thing going over there. But you're right, it's so thick, like you can't eat a full sub, a full La Spada. I can't even do that before work, like during work, you know, because you can write the bed. It's a full sub. 
Right. It's a full <laughs> it's a full sub. Oh my god, that place is legendary. It is so good. Uh it, what else do you miss about Fort I just want to talk about Fort Lauderdale with you. I just want to talk about South Florida with you. Like the sun in La Spada. Is that anything else? Fisher. Fisher. You a big fisher? Yeah, I fish down there as much as I can. Like anytime I get like um an opening in my day, I try to go fish. What's your spot? Uh I'll be in Shenandoah. And, and uh, sometimes I'll drive down um, 95, just keep going, like, towards uh, Weston, like Alligator Alley, towards that way. And you'll just sit out there all day, a few beers, yeah. little spot of sub, uh, and just chill? Nah, <laughs> no beers. Just water. Uh, probably a sub, some water, water yeah. body armor. We'll just sit out there. I'll be with my little brothers, and we'll That's... fish for a couple hours, go back, train, and then we could do it the next day. We're doing it again. What's the biggest fish you've ever caught? Uh, 10-pound bass. Damn, man. Actually, not in Florida, in Boston. Really? Yeah, I felt like it was by mistake, though. It was kind of luck. Because <laughs> I was sitting out there all day, didn't get one fish, then threw it back in before I left, caught a 10-pound bass. <laughs> and you were shocked. You're like, what the hell is this bass like, doing in Boston? In Boston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, soon you'll be able to do that on a big boat. You know what I'm saying? I hope so. With a captain, and I'd like yeah. to be that captain. Let's you do it. Know, what do you know about fishing or boating, you guys? Yeah. <laughs> the fishing part I'm good at. Hey, if you want to be a captain, you just got to drive the boat. You ain't got to know nothing about fishing. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we'll let the cap- We'll let an actual captain drive the boat, and I'll just hang out with you guys. And me, Billy, right, Mikey, we'll go fishing with you one day. Just Let's a bunch of dogs on a boat. Out there. Right, just a couple of dogs cutting it up, yeah. man. Let's do it. <laughs> what uh, what has this interview process been like for you with these teams? Because I feel like it's not fun. Um, it's it's actually not bad. Like going to the team is not bad. Like you do different stuff. You get to meet new people. Uh, like with me, I like to joke around, I like to laugh. So my personality, I'm always up. I'm always upbeat and just enjoying all my time that I can. Because I dreamed of it, so why not enjoy all of it? Yeah, but like if you go if you go and you like try to make a joke and you're looking across the table and it's Bill Belichick and you're just like a big sourpuss and he's like staring at you like has that happened to you? <laughs> um, no, actually, Bill Bill, um, Bill Belichick actually cooler in person. Like you see him on TV, he got like a straight face. You think he's serious, but like when I got in there, he was he was actually cool. He was actually laughing and like a whoopee cushion under your chair or something. What you say? There's like a whoopee cushion under your chair. He's like a big prank. His, his chair is was comfortable. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. <laughs> I like sat in it and went like this. <laughs> Wait a minute. You want to think I'd remember. You sit down in Bill Belichick's chair, and you tell you like get up or he just has comfortable chairs all around. Oh, I think he had like he had like a big table, so he had like comfortable chairs all around. I feel like if I was a draft prospect, and it obviously would be probably a terrible decision, but I would walk into the interview and I would go and I would see like where it is that Bill sits down and I would go and I'd sit in his chair. Oh. And then he'd be like, oh, wow, like this is an alpha. Like, this is someone I need on my team. Nuts, or, right? <laughs> exactly. Or he'd be like, this guy's a That's idiot. A I'm never drafting him. <laughs> I, th- I think he's going to go that way. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, but you, listen, uh, Brady's no longer there. They're not very good. You're fine with that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> For the first time, that's the last time you that's the last team you want to draft drafting you inside that division, man. <laughs> I wish Zay Flowers was on my team. I'm gonna say it. I wish you were on my team. You're a good dude, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh did did uh, Miami not recruit you? How'd you end up at BC? Um Miami actually didn't recruit me. I ain't have offers from any Florida schools. Really? Yeah, so 
not having them made me want to leave out of Florida even more. So not shout even, out to Boston. Not even FAU, like in Fort Lauderdale? Not, did I have FAU? I think I had FIU, but. Oh, pause up. I, want, wow. I wanted to go Power 5 where I could play like Clemson, Florida State, Miami. I wanted to go somewhere where I had like competition to actually show what I could do. Zay, that's crazy, man. So like you use that as motivation, right? I'm, I'm oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm still mad about it. Right. Now, are you mad at all of Miami? Like, have you changed? Like, are you a Celtic fan now? We're not a Heat fan? How does this oh, work? No. I'm just mad at all the colleges. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Not but you're still a Heat fan. Yeah. yeah, I'm still a Heat fan. I'm, I'm cool with them, but all the colleges, yeah, I'm pretty mad at. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Butler, that shit was legendary, right? Ooh, that was cold. He cold. <laughs> That's a dog. That's a dog. <laughs> That's a do- dog. I recognized him. <laughs> I want your top five dogs. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> uh, I got to go AI, Michael Jordan, um, wow. Kobe, uh, Steve Smith. Damn. And... um. Shit, believe it or not, I'll say Tom Brady. Wow. Yeah, well, you know, I believe it. He's got a lot of rings. Yeah. <laughs> I would have gone Billy Gill. <laughs> He's a dog. <laughs> He's a dog. <laughs> All right, say, hey, good luck to you, man. This has been a lot of fun. Hopefully uh, we can stay in touch with you as uh, as your career moves on. But uh, good luck to you, your family. Have a great night. Have a great couple of nights. And uh, enjoy your, uh, your final dinner that you don't have to pay for, okay? <laughs> I got you. Thank you. Uh, tell us one more time what you're doing with Gillette on the way out. Uh, Gillette gave me right for draft day, making me look good, smooth shave, and we're going to put on a big smile. All right, man. We're rooting for you. Have fun, and uh, good luck to you, man. Yeah, thank you. Jordan Addison is with us. He's wide receiver at a USC. He is with us on behalf of P&G. He's in the P&G Lounge. Uh, the P&G Lounge, as Billy uh, said earlier, seems like the place to be. What are you doing with P&G? Tell us all about the P&G Lounge. Well, right now I'm in here with Jeanette. You know, getting a clean shave, looking good, feeling good. They got me feeling good, getting ready for tomorrow night. Tell us a little bit about what the last few days have been like for you, just the emotions and what you're thinking. And if you can kind of take us through that and put us inside your head, uh, that'd be great. You know, really just eager to see where I'm going to be at. I don't have really too many emotions right now, but tomorrow night I know I'm going to be filled with all kinds of different emotions. So right now I'm just, you know, taking it easy and just waiting for my name to get called. Are you worried at all coming from USC that you're going to go to a place that is not as nice as USC? Like, I look at some of the mock drafts, it's like, USC seems great compared to Minnesota. I mean, I ain't worried at all as long as I got football. There you go. They paying, so, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do. No, but Billy, you're right. USC is the nicest place on the planet. It (laughs) seems like an incredible place to go to school. I got to be honest with you. It is nice. Are you the best wide receiver in the draft, Jordan? Yes, sir. Mm. You are, really. You didn't think about that long. You just know you're the best wide receiver in the draft. What makes you the best wide receiver in the draft? I can play inside and out, run any route in the route tree. And when that pressure on, I'm going to shine the most. You're in the PNG's lounge, as is Zay Flowers. You want to tell him very loudly that you're the best receiver in the draft so that he knows and that we all know together? You want me to yell it out right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yell it out yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Yell it to Zay. Just say Zay. Just tell Zay, okay? I got you. All right. Zay, I'm the best receiver in the draft. Tell him the dogs told you to say that. He'll know what that means. Yeah, tell him we the dogs. We just talked to him. Yeah. The dogs, yeah. yeah. So the dogs told me to say that to you. Dogs, what kind of dogs are y'all? 
<laughs> that was that was unclear, but Zay said that he could recognize a bunch of dogs like Steve Smith and then said that we were all dogs too, which he was probably just being nice, but he didn't specify the type of dog. So we could have been saying like these are some poodles, these are some labradors. Like he wasn't specific <laughs> on what we were. Yeah, exactly right. What's the worst type of dog? A chihuahua. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah, that's the answer. The thing about Chihuahuas, though, is I feel like that they're small, but they're feisty. You know what I mean? Like they're the ones that are usually the loudest, and they have like a hard bite. I think to overcompensate. Don't don't tell Zay, but Zay's five nine, so he's you know probably yeah, he's making too much noise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jordan, have you thought about how much your life is going to change in about twenty four hours? Like, have you thought about that at all? I have, but you know, it's a lot to wrap my mind around. It's just like when it happened, then I'm going, everything going to hit me at the same time. You had good years at Pitt. Why'd you end up transferring to USC? Because uh, the coaches that was there when I was there, they not they were no longer there no more. Mm. So that gave you the chance to get out of there and go to a school that probably would get you more ready for the NFL, right? I, was, I mean, yes, I've been ready for the NFL, but, you know. I love that. It got me ready for the NFL, too. I ain't going to just say USC got me ready. Okay. It got me ready as well. You upgraded by going to Southern California over Pitt, though, let's be honest. I mean, that's mm. a weather upgrade, not a not a university upgrade, just a weather upgrade. That's all, right. all right, man. Well, good luck to you. Tell us one more time what you're doing uh, with Gillette here on the way out. So I'm at Gillette right now. If you look good, you feel good. Feel good, you play good. And they got me feeling good, ready to walk that carpet for tomorrow night, NFL draft. I'm ready for it. They got me feeling good, all self-confident, confident in myself. So I'm just ready. All right, man. Well, good luck to you, uh, to your family. I hope everything goes well. I hope you have a great experience at the draft, man. We're rooting for you. It's an exciting time for you. Thank you. All right, Christian Gonzalez is with us. The draft is coming up this evening. This is very exciting. Uh, He is with us on behalf of Head & Shoulders, has a great head of hair. What are you doing with Head & Shoulders, my friend? Yeah, I'm just here uh, getting ready for the draft. They're they're helping us prepare, uh, uh, make sure all our hair is great, and, you know, practicing every day, just having to wash it, uh, making sure I take care of every wash uh, has been great. Christian, take us through the last like couple of days here because your life is about to change. Uh, dreams are about to come true for you. It's going to change in many different ways. Uh, take us through the emotional roller coaster, if you don't mind, of the uh, of the last couple of days here leading up to the draft. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. Uh, I got I got into KC uh, Monday night, so kind of exploring KC. My family got here today, so it's just been a, it's been crazy surreal uh, that we're that we're really here. In, in this moment, um, it'll probably hit even more uh, tomorrow Tomorrow when I wake up for, for the draft. What does it look like for you? Like how many friends and family make the trip and where's the cutoff where you're like, you know, I love you, but they were, we're over the limit right now. Right. I think it, it was uh, I think we we're given like nine tickets or, or something like that uh, in the green room with us. And then a couple other tickets like in the arena. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty easy choice. Uh, I keep it pretty small circles, so. But whose heart did you break? There has to be someone, right? Like someone who wanted to go, and you're like, "Hey, just I don't have enough tickets, man." I'm nobody, really. No, really. 
Everybody in, yeah. Do you have your soup picked out? Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah? You want to give us a sneak peek? Can't. They never want to tell us, Mikey, ever. They never want to tell us. How important is the suit in terms of like the the draft night thing? Because everybody like makes a big deal of it and doesn't want to give any details as to what they're wearing for the night. So how much time do you put into thinking what you're going to wear that day? It was a, it's a lot. um, I make it, as a thing, it's a big deal. Uh, You know, you got to look good, uh, feel good, play good. Uh, so you gotta, but I spent a lot of time. Uh, kind of already knew the idea, but had to to work work on it, and we got it done. So I'm excited. So that's what I was gonna ask you if you already have it done because we spoke to Bryce Young, and Bryce told us like, well, I'm down to like two or three options. Like we're gonna see as we get closer. And it's like when I go to have a suit made, it takes like two weeks for me to get it back. You guys have these things. Like, if you right now decided I need to change what I'm going to do, you will still have the suit ready for you by the draft, no matter what. Like, I've never seen tailors move faster Definitely. than I just had to get a new shirt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Billy, if you were wearing yours in front of millions of people, they'd have yours ready that day, too. I yeah, mean, I guess. Right? I mean, right. Christian, tell him. He doesn't know who the bleep you are, man. <laughs> no, that's no problem. So does head and shoulders give you a bunch of stuff? So like if there is anyone that feels kind of slighted, like, oh, I wish that I could be part of it. Like, no, but here's some shampoo. Here's some conditioner. Like, you're good. <laughs> probably. I think so. I think we'll probably get a big bag full of stuff later. Do you have any sort of strategy in terms of how you're going to approach hugging the commissioner? Have you thought about it at all? I haven't. Uh, I'll probably just go with a little handshake. Uh, I'm not. I'm not real crazy, so I ain't gonna do no no big hug or no jump in or nothing crazy like that. No taking him a bottle of Head and Shoulders, nothing like that. Yeah, you should do something like that. Exactly. He looks like yeah. he can use it. Or like go up to his shoulder instead of hugging him. Like you get you shake his hand with one hand, and then you go up, you look at his shoulder, and you like brush off some dandruff. Dust off the flakes. Yeah, yeah, then you hand him some Head and Shoulders. Uh, I don't think I don't think we have a, a good relationship. You, you know what, Christian? You're right. It's not a great way to kick off your relationship with the commissioner. Yeah, it's pretty, a good call. Yes, it's why we're not getting drafted. You got a good head on your shoulders. I'll tell you that. Hey, hey, <laughs> how about the watch? Do you have yeah. that picked out? The watch. Do you have that picked out? Yeah, I do. Yeah, nothing crazy. You're gonna tell us nothing. Is that is that correct? It's, You're not gonna tell a us a single. Uh, oh, an Apple, Apple Watch. watch. I like it. Okay, all right, an Apple Watch. Not bad. Uh, I am wondering, Christian, because you played at the University of Oregon. What's the greatest gift Phil Knight has ever given you? Probably just all the clothes we get, all the stuff you get. You get all the the real cool stuff uh, once you graduate. That's when that's when all the good stuff start, start coming in. And so I'm excited for that. What has that period been like for you? Like, what has it been like from when you graduate, when your season ended to the draft day, right? Because you have to go through all these interviews. You have everybody trying to reach and grab you and pull you certain directions. Like, are you excited that this is kind of coming to an end and you get to start your NFL career? Or do you kind of like enjoy all of the stuff that's going on? No, no, I'm, I'm excited uh, to for it to come to an end and just get get 
to finally know where I'm going to live and, and go to work. Uh, so I'm excited to, to for tomorrow night and just ready to get to work. Tell us one more time on the way out, and good luck, man. Congratulations to you. We're rooting for you. Um, hopefully you get to a place. I know you're not going to tell us a place, a city, a team that, that you want to be at. Uh, but tell us one more time on the way out here what you're doing with Head & Shoulders. Sure. I'm here just at the P&G Style Lounge, and they're just helping us highlight our, our, our hairstyles and getting us ready for tomorrow night. Thank you, Christian. Yeah, thank you. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. You know another thing that hasn't changed? Is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. <sighs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck. Me, my dad, Pappy. It's my granddad, I used to call him. Fishing at the pond. I remember dad and pappy going back and forth saying, what is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.